we are live on the world's fucking uh, horniest fucking movie. The we are fuck- not only are we live on the world's horniest fucking movie. Hi. Okay. So before we before we start, I'm gonna you know our audio is gonna be fucking shot because my husband, the person I agreed to spend the rest of my life with, I'm despite sorry. me being a podcaster, question mark. For two years, was like, I'm going to give my microphone to my friend Rob because it doesn't work on my computer. And I'm like, this wasn't fucking about you, was it? This was never about you. It's never been about him. I'm thinking about, okay, yes. So, hello, listeners. This is um, our pre-Legends in Review kind of hurrah. Actually, a week from today, at around this time... We'll We're probably our podcasting muscles. Yeah, we'll probably be recording Legends in. Re- we'll probably be record. Well, actually, we will be recording Legends in Review for the fourth season of Legends of Tomorrow, in we which sure Phil, will be. in which Phil is going to try to beat us at our own game and will not succeed because he doesn't even know the beginning of the game we play. He does not even know. No, no. What we are capable of. He, he, he I anti <laughs> up. Bitch. Like, you want to. Oh, Killer Unicorn? That's cool. You want my self insert werewolf vampire fanfiction from when I was 15? You don't know me, Phil. You don't know where I start. Oh my my God, 15? Is that old? For. Well, I. It's also written in a diary that is under my home bed at my parents' house. It has never once seen the light of a computer. Oh my god! No, I had a ton of shit I wrote in notebooks because, like, that was what I would do in high school when I didn't have anything else to do, because I would have already finished all my work and been bored. So, like, no, there's like a shit ton of fanfic that just like just got junked because but... we're in notebooks. My point being, um, I always forget that I started writing like really young. So, like, I did have like I had a fucking oh my god, I had an OC that was like a fucking Pokemon fucking albino half espion half articuno something else i don't fucking know like some other it was a fucking it was a fucking wreck it was just a fucking it was a fucking wreck so i did it too i just did i that oc was from when i was like 11 12 i mean but, i uh, guess i sort of convinced myself that i wasn't gonna do fan fiction or anything like that and then i sort of started reading oh yeah i got my own laptop and i was finally able yes. to like, sort of read stuff without worrying about the family computer. And then I was like, oh, okay. But let's move away from that. We're going to try not to talk about Phil and not to talk about Legends. No, we're going to try to keep about this. And being horny because, if anything, that's what this movie is. Yes. We're going to try to keep this a more, like, a more general, like, you know, as general as our extremely niche audience can be. Yeah. So. This, we're literally, like, I, I don't. This I mean, is a this film is... review. This is a film review of the movie Venom, the greatest movie of all time. Yes. Or, um, like the Russian subtitles on my camera called it, Benum? <laughs> Benum? <laughs> I was just like, oh, right, okay, so this is, never mind. Um, oh, God, Benum! The, the opening to this movie is oh my god i can i just set a scene for you because like i went to see venom this weekend i saw it on sunday i knew it was bad yeah but i didn't expect it to be that bad well that good really is what i mean it is it is schlock it is it is and i mean this as highest praise it is so fucking schlocky and stupid 
and funny as hell. And it is the funny. I have not enjoyed a movie like I enjoyed Benham in, in a while. In a very long time. Yes. There's a really specific like mood that watching something like Venom evokes that so, yes. is always so good. All right. So let's I'll, I'll do you want to lay out the synopsis or can I? Um I'm gonna just I'm gonna just come up first and foremost, I'm gonna make a disclaimer. I don't give a fuck about Spider-Man. Okay? Like I don't give a shit about any continuity that exists outside of this one movie. I you, you pick, like, one or two superhero teams or characters that you focus on, and I didn't read 500 fucking Avengers comics over the span of two and a half months to, to fucking to, to give a shit about Spider-Man. I don't fucking Phil care. thinks he can touch this. Phil thinks he can touch it. I know, honestly. Honestly. But, um, it, it is... Like, if I, if I don't get something right about Spider-Man continuity or I miss, like, I don't give a I fuck. I do not give a shit. I just don't give a the fuck. The amount so, of shits I give are in the negatives, honestly. The only thing I appreciated, and I know this kind of goes back against what I said, but I do know this, is the brief cameo of um, J- uh, J- Jameson's son, as because he's an astronaut. And oh, the, that was the dude. They're like, he's still alive. That's him. It's the guy. And I'm well, like, he's oh, not wait, alive it's... anymore. Okay, no, he's not. let Oops. me set the stage for you. Venom okay. is a movie question mark about the lovable Eddie Brock, who throughout the course of the movie does not speak a complete sentence. No, I could not. not I, I at times could not understand what he was saying. At other times, I understood, but it did not make technical sense. No. Um, and I kind of love that because it's reflected in how none of the characters seemed to understand what he was saying or know how to react to what he was saying. It was great. It was the equivalent of like watching that dude on the street who's just like mumbling to himself about like nothing in particular. And everyone's kind of watching him do this and they're not sure what to say about it. And he might pose a question to you if you're walking downstairs to get your groceries or some shit. And you're like, okay, okay. yeah, ha ha ha. Thanks. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. Eddie yeah. Brock, for some reason, everybody who comes into contact with him, and let me lay it out for you, including Venom, there are only one, two, three, four, five, six characters in this movie. That's it. Yeah, it's, you say that, and I'm like, right. It's a really small, self-contained film in a way that I don't think we're used to, especially in superhero films. Now, because, yes, you know. I think it had, a, like, and here's the thing about Venom, is without the budget it had... It would not be this enjoyable. And it makes me kind of wish that other movies that people say are, like, so, like, laughably bad. I'm like, what if we give Birdemic a Venom budget? No. <laughs> well, I, see, I, I am personally, I mean, like, I've talked at length in other podcasts about how I really do appreciate practical effects. And I love, there's a, there's a charm to earnest and well-crafted cheapness. Like, there's, there's lazy, they just didn't care levels of asset flipping and shit. But, like, you know, I, I, I do like cheap schlock when it's, like, either so earnest and so unself-aware that you're just taken in by its hyper-sincerity. Or if it's just fucking, um, if it's just such an enjoyable train wreck. And, like, it's the sort of thing where it's kind of hard to quantify, which makes movies like this difficult to pin down. But, um... Uh, are we quantifying how many stars Venom deserves? Because I would say no, at least no, 100. I mean... 100 stars for Venom. I hope it wins the screenplay award at the Oscars. 
I hope it wins best original screenplay. For, yeah, no, it's just the absolute like, mastery of the start, language. Yeah. I kind of want to start at the very, like, not the beginning, beginning, which is just, like, every fucking alien invasion movie in the whole world. Yes, a bunch of rockets. The opening, the opening where Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock wakes up and is just insatiably fucking horny. I was like, oh, wow, they were not exaggerating with this movie. Because here's the thing is, it's been, it's been a couple days, so I've seen everybody's hot takes about how horny Venom is. And I was like, there's no fucking way. I also went in like, it's not going to be that horny. Everybody I'm friends with is just weird. That's true. It, However. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we are weird. But, like, it, it is, like, he wakes up and he's like, hey, can't wait to get home and fuck my wife tonight while she wears a motorcycle helmet and I do her in the no. ass. Like, here's the thing what? about, here's the thing about Michelle Williams as Annie in the film. Number one is that she's... Is Anna, apparently. I keep fucking forgetting. Like, I hate Annie names like that. Annie or Anna. Where, where... We're just gonna, of interest, we're just gonna call her Michelle Williams. Also, yeah. her character was canonically Lady Venom in the comics. Nice. Apparently. I don't care that much. All I know no. is that Eddie Brock, idiot. Absolute <laughs> disgrace of a human being. At the beginning of the movie, his fiance is living in, like, you know how expensive real estate is in San Francisco? Her apartment is huge. Uh-huh. Like, this bitch is making, like, hand over fist cash she money is, dollars. And, and she's just, I mean, I guess Eddie is technically supposed to be her boy toy, which is fine because he's inoffensive enough until he isn't. Yeah. So, the villain in this film, so, like, here are, some, here are all the characters that were in this, here, here are the actors that were in this film. And I'm going to list them because it's just so inexplicable. Oh, yeah. No, this Number is one, Academy Award nominee. I don't know if she's actually won one. I'm going to look it up right now. I probably should have done that before the podcast. Way to fucking go. <laughs> okay, Michelle Williams, Academy Awards. Yes, okay. Literal four-time Academy Award nominee, <laughs> Michelle Williams, who last year was in the film, the critically acclaimed film Manchester by the Sea. Fucking shit! Is Wait, there. No, Hold on, wasn't that like the Casey Affleck? Oh, never mind. That's why she's here. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so you get you get what you give. And the guy who plays Dan in Veep, who what the Dan who everybody hates in Veep, oh, that's the doctor. Oh, and his name is also Dan. So they it's the same character. It's a crossover. I'm not sure yeah, if you know this, but Venom does is. exist in the Veep universe. It's not it the makes... Marvel universe. It's the Veep universe. It just makes way more sense. If that's just to clarify case. any conclusion, any confusion. Yeah, just to clear things up. Fucking Jenny Slate is there. Oh, right. She was the, she was the, here's the thing about like all of the female characters in this movie is they could have very easily been the protagonist of this film. Like the, her name, Doris, I think her name was like, wh I, whatever. Dr. I'm just going to call her Dr. Jenny Slate. Dr. Jenny Slate. Like, I'm like, you should have been the protagonist. Like it would have made so much like they, they, they didn't even really seem to know what to do with her. So they just sort of unceremoniously kill her off, like, oh, spoilers, by the way. Oh, obviously. yeah, this is going to be full of whatever. Who? They have assigned seats at the Regal Cinemas near my apartment now. And we kind of went in like, there's nobody at this film, nobody's going to care. I can't fucking see the seat numbers. It's dark in a movie theater. So, of course, we're sitting in someone else's seats. And, of course, we're like, oh, we can move. And they're like, no, no, but if someone else comes in and wants our seats and you're on. And I'm like, we can move. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. And I'm like, 
this is the dumbest shit that's ever happened. And then, of course, another party, like, two more people come in and they're like, hey, those are our seats. And they're like, yeah, but they're in our seats. And I was literally about to stand up in the theater and be like, hey, uh, these guys care about where they're sitting for a showing of Venom. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the sort of Like, thing that's what like, you get if you <laughs> care about what... I really, I was, I was literally gonna, you would leave the theater. Yeah, no. Fuck you. Like, I can't, like, this is, I really do truly fucking hate assigned seating. It's one of the other reasons I don't go to fucking movie theaters anymore. Because fuck you. Listen, you either get there 30 minutes early, or you don't fucking get good seats. That's how it works. Yeah. Like, fuck off. You have to sit here for the trailers like the rest of us, asshole. Like, oh my god, I'm sorry, this is probably such a fucking New York thing, but, like, I just hate it. Like, I didn't come to fucking watch the horniest fucking PG-13 movie of all fucking time um, to have assigned seating. Like, oh my god. Okay. I actually uh, couldn't tell if this movie was PG-13 or R while I was watching it. I definitely want to put forward a theory that, because, like, we pointed it, like, we discussed before, this movie is, like... 98 minutes long which for a this movie film, is literally three minutes long i loved yeah, it <laughs> i loved i loved how short it was my favorite thing about movies is when they are short yeah no same like i mean there's very few movies i truly honestly feel like need to be two and a half hours so i do appreciate the 98 minute runtime that said you can tell that part of the reason it's 98 minutes is because i distinctly remember seeing posters for this movie up until like the middle of September that had a, this film is not yet rated sticker. Like I really feel like there was probably some sort of fight to get this film, like an R rated cut. And there's a ton of footage that we might get in deleted scenes, but there's a ton of shit that definitely got cut because somebody probably tried to gun for an R rating, especially because of Deadpool's success. And they were like, no, an R rated superhero, superhero film will work fine. We can totally do that. Um, and they just didn't go for it. So I definitely think the movie suffers from that. Normally, I'm actually a pretty big fan of, like, things having to tone content down. Like, you know, when it comes to, like, the old, like, uh, The Amazing World of Gumball and SpongeBob yeah. are both supposed to be an adult swim. And I'm like, no, they would have sucked because they would have just gone for the lazy out to every joke of, yep. like, ha, blood, death, gore, whatever. Like, but when it comes How to How dare like you this, make fun of Control-Alt-Delete like that? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, you know, the... And I, then I would actually, Mr. Control-Alt-Delete is at my window. I don't know what yeah, this is. Tim Buckley is climbing in through my fucking window. Um, uh, this podcast is over, but... No, 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 no. Um, Me shoving Buckley out the window. Go! Get out! Bad! Shoo! Go! Go! Um, just fucking chuck a copy of Battlefield 2 at him. Anyway, um... Right, um, this is definitely a movie that had a lot cut out of it. Like, it almost feels like... It is a movie that would not have gotten made if we did not already have an established superhero movie template. Because unless it's a really horny thing, like, they're just sort of like... It's like a paint-by-numbers of a superhero movie. Everybody is doing the things and saying the things that you need to say and do in a superhero, superhero movie to keep the show fucking going. Except for Tom Hardy, who is like, I, he is in full Nick Cage in the Wicker Man levels of like manic fucking, like, so, this, he is out of his mind. Let's go, let me, let me say a couple things about Tom Hardy. Okay, so the other cast members, we have Michelle Williams, Jenny Slate, Dan from Veep, Riz Ahmed is there looking like a whole snack, an entire snack. 
Rizzo Med needed more screen time and also more horny stuff to happen to him. Yeah, well, I mean, actually, I'm like, I know I, it was the sort of thing where I could almost hear people being like, oh, he's so over the top in one note. And I'm like, Peter Thiel literally wants to make a Silicon Valley startup for having old people drink young people's blood. Yeah, so Rizzo Med is absolutely pitch perfect in this film he's amazing yeah like that's 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 just what ceos in san francisco are like that dude that's is completely absolutely true also as like both people we both work in a tech startup and like i would yeah, say yeah. our boss at i mean i our boss is definitely and like i i don't know how she would ever end up hearing this because god knows us god knows We're, how she how she knows how to work a computer but like she is definitely eccentric Life is complicated. Life she is complicated. She got mad that I called my cat a bastard, like he was going to inherit my so, estate. My boss is an aristocrat, like a technical, like has a title, has a gold crest ring that she wears on her pinky aristocrat. Lord. And so, you know, it's, and like, I, and we have to deal with other people who are in startups all the time because our product is very good and other products are not. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, this is one, like you have people who are like, either really trying to do something good with the resources and tools they have. And that's maybe one out of every 50 startups. And then the other 49 are people just blundering around trying to pull con jobs on each other. And it's a it fucking really mess. is. Everybody wants to be the next like Google, but doesn't want to put the work in to be Google. And they yeah. just want to con it. It's like really stupid. It's the it is really fucking stupid. Um, that said, so he basically, he is, he is effectively like, he's pretty realistic actually. Like people are really just like, and that. he is so much more fuckable than any realistic Silicon Valley CEO. Under, yeah, that's the only thing that's unrealistic. Cause I'm like, I actually would have sex with him. That's not, that, I, I, Riz Ahmed, we needed more Riz Ahmed symbiote time. Yeah. 100%. Um, we needed all of the sweaty scenes that Tom Hardy got should have been shot for shot paralleled by Riz Ahmed. The weirdest fucking, I'm just like, this is just, this is just, like, this is a fucking, like, oh my god. The, I was like, this is, like, he just looks like a, every messy, like, he looks like how I want to look when I start fucking transitioning, which is terrible, but hopefully less sweaty. I saw the film with a friend of ours, Marie, Oh, and God. she turned to me just during the movie and goes, that is the sweatiest hoodie I've ever seen. Oh my God. I'm like, this is disgusting to look at. It hurts me to look. He looks like he's coming down off of like a fucking overdose. Like I just, honey. Apparently, honey. I mean, I think that was the plot of the movie. Kinda, yeah. So. Um, you first. I just, and so here's the thing about Tom Hardy in this film is you know how people who want to like Stephen Amell, who think they like Stephen Amell. What they actually like is Tom Hardy in this film. Well, yeah, because, like, Tom Hardy also has, like, ten dogs and, like, saved a random cat Tom off the street. Ha Tom Hardy, despite not speaking clearly and being just the dumbest character I've ever seen in my life. He's so fucking earnest, is, though. Or he doesn't, you know, he, he does a lot for Annie. He doesn't sort of set out to... He doesn't, he tries his hardest not to make things about him. Or when he does in the beginning of the film, he actually like seems learns from that. his mistakes instead of continuing to make those mistakes all the yes. time. And well, Tom Hardy does just have this weird charisma that comes through, even as he's just completely... Well, because, like, I don't, you haven't seen Fury Road, have you? No. There's definitely a lot of, like, I really like, I did like Fury Road, um, but if you held a gun to my head and told me to deliver back a line of dialogue 
that Tom Hardy had said in that film, I, I couldn't fucking help you. I, you I just hear he's like me. this for everything. Yeah, like he just, he's like, it's, it's, he's a very, like a, he was vain. He, and this is why I think part of the film's charm comes through is I couldn't help every single time they called him Eddie, I started thinking of Eddie Valiant, um, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit. Okay. I I actually think that's really like, he, that actually is pretty spot on because he was very physical, very, there's an element of like cartoonish physical comedy that he manages to get through. That is exactly it. He's a really really good good physical comic. And like, that is actually a skill. I'm not sure if it's the skill they were looking for in this film. I think it makes it unique. I think it's one of the things that sets it apart and makes it fun to watch rather than just boring is that it is, it's, it's literally like some fucking cool world shit. Like it's nuts. And it's also like one of those things where he, you do just want to sort of, I mean, like, here's the thing is that it is also at its core for some fucking reason, a deeply anti-capitalist movie. I, I will say this, I did actually really like that where I'm kind of like, I feel like nobody cared about what went into this film, so the editors just put in whatever, because I'll say this, I actually really liked, because I, I have, I saw some people bitching about like how this isn't like like Eddie Brock in the comics or whatever, I was like, I don't give a shit, Who gives number a shit? one. You think we Who could lust, you think Definitely. we could lust this hard over Topher fucking Grace? That was, I actually, another I spent I the entire movie thinking about this going, oh my god, what if this was Topher Grace? whole time i also just want to clarify something what i personally don't want to fuck venom but i think the ship of eddie and venom is excellent and i'm really here for the ship personally i'm glad that eddie is getting fucked by venom constantly but i myself do not want to get fucked by venom i don't know if i would make venom my forever fuck but like i would i would i would fuck venom like i I give venom a chance you don't know yeah, no, I mean, like, I, it's the sort of thing where he's not, like, at the top of my monster fucking list, but he's, like, in there now, um, which is, like, an accomplishment. Um, good for him. He wasn't there before. He is now. I, I have cannot to... remember for the life of me. Did Venom have a spider on his chest in this movie, or did they cut the spider out? I'm, like, 99% sure we don't ever see it. Like, I can't, I, again, I saw this in a camera, so I have no idea. But it's I really cannot fucking remember a thing about this movie except, I mean, I except I guess we should really was. get to I what. I keep remembering thoughts I had while I was watching this we've movie. We've got to really actually... talk about the real truth of Venom, which is that it's the greatest love story of our generation. Oh, absolutely. But it's the sort of thing where, like, another thought I had while watching this is I was like, this is like if they, if the Venom sequence from Spider-Man 3 had been a straight comedy this this, like that's what this movie is like it's like if they looked at that and said okay but how do we make that funny on purpose and then they did that except i don't think they were making this movie funny on purpose and yet somehow like we end up positive because it's funnier than movies i've seen that are supposed to be funny i don't know i don't i literally don't know but um i want to go back to one like actual positive thing about this movie like on like not the only non-horny positive thing i can say about it i can't think of one thing I know, I know. Well, it was, and this is something that's like, um, Eddie is an investigative journalist now, and he's clearly like, he, I don't know where people got self-centered from, but I think that was just because they literally threw darts at, like, character flaws and went, okay, we're going with this one. Because, like, this is very clearly someone who's selfless enough 
to be like involved in major investigative reporting and like trying to report That's on very the true. problem. Cause I especially because this film is set in San Francisco, the fact that he talks about the issues of wealth um, disparity and income inequality and homelessness. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a really big fucking deal because that's like a number. I mean, that's a big also, problem in every city, but in San Francisco, it's a really big one. And Venom said, so, fuck blue lives. Fucking Christ. Okay. So that said, I, and I really appreciated that. Yeah, me too. It was a really, it was a really nice touch. Um, But that said, I did really like that. I liked that. We actually see him do this outside of just being a journalist like the woman he speaks to um who's homeless and implied to probably be mentally ill or um not entirely there because she's one of the people who signs they literally had a point where they were like he's making people who don't understand the kind of like, yes. waivers they're signing oh like, my god like, that was really like, smart that was like, really smart but the way he treats this woman is so kind yeah, and like in a very human, nice way. Like Although, it, I, it's hard to explain, but it was very. I was like, okay, I really like this man. Venom, like that's why I didn't get the self-centered thing because I'm like, he's the only so self-centered thing he does is that he reads Michelle Williams' email and he decides because she. I mean, but here's the thing: is like, you could look at it as like, no, she's wrong. She shouldn't be defending someone indefensible. But on the other just, hand, that is her fucking career that he just fucking threw in the toilet. <laughs> you get into the slippery slope thing of yeah. like, okay, so should we not have like defense attorneys for like people like yeah. the, the fucking big fan of Jomney's son, Dennis fucking Raider? Um, I cannot. Um, I mean, it's the, this is the most appropriate time to bring it up, but is it? I just like I mean like so that's the sort of like like you, you we everybody needs everybody has. A I mean that's the law. That's the law, and that's, that's the that's law. And the, the foundation and the thing is, is if we say that that's not the law, uh, uh, the wrong the, kind of the people, wrong people get hurt. Yeah. So that being said, it was the sort of thing where I'm like, it's not that I don't argue that that wasn't like a not great choice because you're, you know, opening you and her up to a world of legal trouble. But none of this was really extrapolated on as to how they found out because his boss expressly says, who's your source? And he goes, oh, it's love. He goes, this pussy officer. Like he doesn't <laughs> fucking name a source. He doesn't also legally have to technically, but yeah. like, there was no Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Okay, wait. We crossed over the newsroom with Venom. Oh God. Oh my God. The newsroom, but Eddie Brock is there. Jesus fucking Christ. Hi. Uh, I, and, and like here's the thing. Too. If you don't think Will McAvoy would just spend all of his time yelling at Venom, like oh actual Venom, Venom. The whole time. Oh my god. Like, you think you're a okay, cowboy? So I'm a cowboy. Like <laughs> Aaron Sorkin will be writing Venom too. Oh, Christ, could you imagine? But, like, it's the sort of thing where, like, there's no reason that it, it just, it happened. It was one of those moments, and there were a lot of moments in this, this movie, admittedly, where something happened because it just fucking had to happen for the plot to keep going um, so they could get to, like, the next horny scene. Like, that's the other, this, this, this reads, like, erotica in the sense that yeah. every non-horny scene is, like, rushed through in a way that sets up the next horny one. Can we like, just... There's... Nothing. There were just and, like, scenes that were there to be put between Venom and Eddie being in love. And, yeah. and that's why I brought up earlier that Venom and Eddie, or well, actually Venom himself, everybody is in love with Venom. Yeah. Like, for some, I mean, not Venom, everybody is in love with Eddie, for some, including 
for some reason, Venom, who halfway through the movie is just like, no, I've decided I like him and I'm going to work now. And like the best thing about Venom is that he does just turn on. He just starts working and he's Venom. There's no trying it out. There's no yeah. testing the powers. He You're just becomes like, Venom. And he is yeah. Venom. It's really And funny. he's Venom. He just is. But like, I remember one, I think it's Tom Hardy sort of, at least for me, Tom Hardy projects this air where it's like, you want to just like cuddle him a little and be like, it's okay. You're so sweet. Like he's got like this sort of puppy dog aura that you're just like, it's okay, honey. Thank you so much. You do your best. And we're really proud of you. And he's just like mumbling something incoherently and rifling through your fridge and then climbs into a fucking lobster tank. Like, you know, there's something I, I don't, I I don't get mention it. I Venom as a movie would be dramatically different if it was in New York, because literally if he climbed into the fucking Everybody lobster tank, like, I... hey, buddy, fuck you. Get out of my, you come into my lobster tank. Fuck you. Tom Hardy also apparently like insisted that they do that. So they had to get like fake lobsters. They weren't supposed to do the lobster scene. He's like, nah, man, fuck it. We do this. Can't. We do this fucking lobster scene, I swear to God, I'll walk. <laughs> but it is. It's and it's weird because that whole Tom Hardy aura only. Like if I look at a picture of him, I don't think that's a man I can fuck. But then he starts like moving and t- grunting. He doesn't really talk. But I'm like, oh honey, like it's weird. I but, found Riz Ahmed to be at least a thousand times more fuckable in this film. Well, like yeah, but it's the sort of thing where I think because there wasn't as much horny focus as on Riz Ahmed. Again, the greatest crime of the century. Well, yeah, but it's definitely the sort of thing where I'm like, oh boy, this is um, holy fuck, this movie is really like someone with a someone like. That's why I kept wondering what it was rated because I was like. Are we, is this okay? It was one of those things where, like, if you are also horny, you know that this movie is horny, but it's not. That's a good point. Tim had no idea. Tim just thought it was a fun movie. Oh, fucking hell. What? Oh, God. Tim has no idea what Venom is really about. Well, yeah, because, like, he doesn't, he's, 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 you know, like, he's, like. Tim is our fucking general audience. He's our metric for which our own chaos can be measured she is the canary in our fucking coal mine but like tim is literally we have a rating system called even tim knows which if at this point if tim knows it should probably be general knowledge and if it isn't that's a problem with everybody else yeah um (laughs) but it is the sort of thing where i'm like i can definitely see a lot of this sort of slipping by because a lot of it is like Unless you were also into like weird tentacle possession, fucking whatever shit. The vor you... did. The vor was a no for me. I was I'm not, like, and like I'm not into vor. And like at this point, if I was, I would just be fucking upfront about it. Because whatever. <laughs> I don't really like, especially because this is just like people violently getting their heads ripped off. It's not mm-hmm. like, it, it's just it's not like that's not really like I mean that's like a branch of vor, but that's not like main yeah. main mainstream vor. Fucking hell, that's a terrible phrase. But there you go. Um, and it doesn't, and that's another thing where I'm like, okay, somebody clearly wanted a messy graphic devouring scene because every single time they could have, it was like this cutaway. I want to talk about, I want to talk about the fact that when Annie was Venom, Venom was like, I'm going to have boobs and there's nothing anyone can do to stop me. Yeah. And there was nothing anyone could do to stop him. He was right. (laughs) We love a non-binary icon. I do. I do really love that because they are like, they're not her 
tits. Like they are like comical. They are super Sonico figurine tits. Like no one, no, that's not. And they, they look, they just looked so fun. They looked like if you'd asked like a, like a, a 13 year old boy to draw boobs. Like they're just. And fucking... a lot of, no, I can't say that. Cause then that would make his relationship with Tom Hardy super inappropriate. Okay. I don't. Oh God! I know. Yeah, once okay. I notice, I think we spent about zero percent of this podcast actually trying to discuss what the plot of Venom is because there is there no plot to Venom. Fun. The plot to Venom is that Venom gets Venom while well, Eddie Brock is trying to help the homeless. Um, yeah. He's possessed by Venom, and Venom is like, "Oh my God, I'm in I'm in love with him." You guys, this has never bad. happened. This has never happened to me before. I think what would have been a really superior angle for the movie to take would have been then for Riot, who is the symbiote that possessed Riz Ahmed, to also be like, oh my god, I'm in, I'm in love with him. <laughs> yeah, Humans are then... so lovable. Humans, Humans are the best. And then instead of being, the symbiotes are all just like, oh my god, we're the horniest pieces of shit on the planet. Oh yeah. Like, if I would love the angle in Venom too, if like all the other fucking symbiotes come to this planet and they're like, these humans are adorable. I love shit like that. Um, Except Carnage. Yeah. Uh, Woody, Woody fucking Harrelson rebooting True, True Detective and Veep now, I guess, will exist in the same universe as Venom and Venom 2 and Venom 3 take 3 kids. <laughs> Alright, here's the thing. Is that Woody Harrelson is in the end of this film. He's the bumper. And he shows up to play... He's the Watergate scandal. <laughs> he shows up to be who will be Carnage. Now, here's the thing. As we meet him, he's got this horrible red wig on. It's fantastic. Oh, God! It's the best red wig I've ever seen in my life. It's comical. It is hilarious. It's a Carrot Top-esque wig. <laughs> um, and then he fucking is drawing. He's writing Welcome, Eddie, on the wall with his own blood. And if that wasn't clue enough, like all that blood and red imagery, he says, Mr. Brock, when I get out of here and I will get out of here, and we know he's going to get out of here because the symbiote that killed Jemmy, Jenny Slate, Jemmy Slate, the symbiote that killed Jenny Slate um, is on the loose. The roost is loose, as they say. And he goes, when I get out of here and I will get out, there's going to be carnage. And then Tim turns to me and goes, who was that? And I wish I was joking. I really wish. I wish. Hannah. I wish. Because uh, that's carnage. almost sarcastically perfect. Yeah. No. That's 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 yeah. The only way that could have been better is if Eddie goes. I have to take this call. Someone just reported. <laughs> I'm breaking at the Watergate Hotel. I'm gonna piss my pants. <laughs> okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god! I hate this fucking movie. Okay. I love this movie so much. This, oh I love God, this movie no, more than I've ever... This movie is goddamn it's so art. so fucking funny. Like, the second that they have Venom start talking, any pretense that this is about anything else other than Venom... Venom is a Eddie. wise cracking. Venom is a wise-cracking early 2000s kind of character, which is it's amazing because it's 2018 funny. and that makes no sense. No, it doesn't at all. But it definitely does have that vibe of, like, mid-2000s video game character. It is pretty great. Um, Venom is what I guess Duke Nukem was supposed to be. Oh God! Um, yeah, no, the Duke Nukem, which is he's hardly Nukem upon fame is <laughs> hardly an earldom. I can't, but like I yeah, thank you for referencing that. I love that so much. Um, that what was my oh Jesus. Um, the other thing that I really liked about this movie, in like an inexplicable sense, but everything about this movie is assumed to be inexplicable, is like. Michelle Williams' new boyfriend wants to fuck Tom Hardy as well. Yeah. Like, 
he really so like you think there's it goes beyond just being a nice guy that like is a good boyfriend for for michelle williams like he's like i'll give you it's okay sweetie we'll fix this problem with you we'll fix your we'll fix your weird tapeworm thing. yeah he's like, literally more willing to help eddie at first than michelle williams is yeah which is michelle just kind of weird <laughs> It is. It's really, I'm like, okay, so this is, this is, so you are just, you're, like, he's going to be the one that propositions a threesome. Like, it's just so much. And Actually, it's, really it's a foursome funny. if Venom is there. And he yeah. is. Venom is always there. Venom do we want to, do we want to talk about the kiss or do we want to lead up into it? I want to lead up into it because if we're going to actually analyze this movie from a semi-serious, Are we? critical lens. No, but like for a second. Okay, so, like, go ahead. think about... The thing about this movie, and this is another reason why I think, I you know, you have people, the two kinds of people who are going to watch this movie are the horny, the horny gay motherfuckers and like Tim. And the <laughs> that's thing about- it. It's weird how Tim was the only non-gay person in the fucking band of theater. Like, that's it. But like, you know, like those kind of people who are going to be like, I don't get it. Why is everyone calling it horny? It's just a fun superhero film. Like- And wait, can I just, before you go, this is an important point. Yeah. I don't understand why we keep calling it a superhero film when Venom is very clearly just like whatever, fuck it. Like yeah. a superhero in genre, but not in tone or in choices in that Venom makes. Yeah, no, it's 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 that's like it's literally it is it is a boilerplate superhero film script, but like the character that is the superhero role isn't like it's yeah. just not so that's really fun um that's i think part of the reason this movie feels so it, it feels like it's fighting itself sometimes because it, it's 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 the non-horny parts are like just this incredible template of like what happened like it's like i'm like okay that happened in iron man 2 that happened in iron man 3 that happened in thor that happened in captain america that happened in fucking the incredible hulk that ha- like you just like it's just a bunch of other shit from other movies except for when it's horny but that said and when um, it's horny it sure is horny well when it's horny it's when we talk about like queer coding in films and the reason why i think a lot of this stuff slips past the radar of non-queer people is because a lot of this stuff is sort of you already have to kind of know the subtext to really like understand what is happening um you know it's as as much as we joke about it being explicit there's a lot of stuff that we are just if you are a queer person who interacts with media whether you realize it or not you're usually really good at picking up on subtext and symbolism and allegory and shit like that because you have to be to see yourself um a lot of the stuff with Venom and Unless Eddie. you watch Voltron and then and, and then no. it's unfortunately invalid. But otherwise it's fine. But generally speaking, um you know, there's a lot of monst- a lot of monster content is queer coded. Oh, yeah. I would argue that like it all of it in some way is whether the content itself seems to know or understand this or not. Um every single horror movie film is like gay. Like in a very literal sense there is queer content in in almost like all horror content so given that venom is sort of i don't want to call it horror but it's like sci-fi horror ish um the queer aspect still kind of comes through in terms of the idea of possession and this sort of non-normative intimate relationship and that's so interesting because the film doesn't seem 
aware of it at all. Like there are some queer bodies of work that know very well what they're doing with their subtext when they have their monsters, you know, act or behave in ways that signify that they are the other TM. But like that whole makeout scene is like, it, 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 it feels sarcastic. Like, especially because at the end, there's this glimmer of self-awareness where Michelle Williams goes, oh no, that was all Venom's idea. Venom like, wanted to make out your buddy is yeah, hot for Venom you is what she says. So fucking I never wild. thought I'd have that privilege, but I did. I guess. Um, it is legitimately one of those things where I'm like, I feel like there was one person on this like editing on the editing staff or on the production staff who was like, I know what the gays want. And everybody else is just really ha wild. Like this is there's stuff in this film that can only exist because the dominant culture does not understand what the subtext is implying and that's so fucking funny so essentially venom comes up to eddie he is annie but he's boobs he's lady venom which means he's just got these fucking cartoony titties as we discussed and he leans into eddie and just starts like um, to call it a kiss is kind of weird because he's also sort of having they're sort of having oral sex involving Venom's tongue. Should yeah. we put an age warning on this podcast? I think we should probably, we should, we should be like, hey, we're going to talk about sex and horniness a lot. So like, don't listen. Like, I, Honor I, system. I, I, motherfucker, I was, I, I was like a youth in the fucking fanfiction.net live journal, whatever era days. I fucking know that people under 18 are going to be listening to this. I understand that. But God damn it, you should Honor be. system, please. Guys, don't Honor do this. System. I know, I get it. I was there and I probably would be rolling my eyes if I was 12 and listening to this and hearing me say it somehow. Um, causing a paradox. But like, guys, <laughs> that's actually the second episode of Legends oh, season God. four. God damn it! We said we were gonna we're fucking time. Hey, listen, I'm not. Le- this is a you problem. It is a me problem. It is a me problem. I still love you. I'm uh, the problem. Listen, you're branding. You're 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 promoting our other podcast. You know that's true. That being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna you mm. you 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 plug your ears up right now, young sir, madam, or otherwise. I swear to fucking God. Um. Anyway, but, so yeah, Venom has okay. an extremely Oral long time tongue. Yeah. Venom has an extremely long tongue, and he shoves all of it into Tom Hardy's mouth. Yeah. My only issue with Tom Hardy kissing Venom... His neck and shoulders. Like, kind of this weird embrace. Like, he... I just... Like, like he's just grabbing his neck They were very deeply in love. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, like, literally, there's a line when he goes, what changed your mind? And Venom goes, you. And you're like, am I watching? Is everyone? fucking watching this movie yeah, at the same I time. I, have, I was like, are we all are we all here? Is everybody here at the same time that I am? <laughs> <laughs> it was so like I was like, oh my god, he did not just like that was like so that was where like the movie gets the most explicit about it. Because here's the thing is they try to be like, oh we're both kind of like losers or whatever. And I'm like up up until about five minutes after this movie started, no Eddie wasn't. He really wasn't. He had a successful television program. He had uh, a, a successful wealthy girlfriend like he was he was not a loser he, he i what? mean he was in the sense that he he like look at him but otherwise he is technically yeah. he was a human disaster but he was like also up. what kind of fucking idiot says i'm not gonna go back to my successful online show i'm gonna start doing written word i'm gonna start doing print are you out of your fucking mind 
I I want to. I'm gonna pretend like he was fucking with her because he was also fucking with her regarding Venom. So I'm yes. like, maybe he was just having a joke. Can I just mention Stanley's cameo in this film made me feel absolutely fucking filthy. Oh no! I was like, Grandpa, no! Oh God! Oh my God! And like, I know that Stanley was apparently the strip club announcer in Deadpool, and so like, obviously Stanley wants us all to know that he's a horny old man, but I don't want to think no, about I, it. And I, I don't that. want That's to like... address it. I don't no, want to be here for this. Especially because the line is, and it haunts me, he goes, you two both take good care of her. And I'm just like, holy shit, Grandpa! Grandpa, for the love of God. <laughs> holy Hannah, don't say that! Grandpa, I'm gonna... Uh, it's also really funny, because his role in the Spider-Man video game was to tell Peter not to give up on MJ. And I'm like, <laughs> is Stanley's job now just to go into movies and be like, I ship it, and then... Like, literally... Yeah, basically. Um, I think he just wants to make sure everyone's in love before he before he leaves us. And, like, that's really valid. But if this is his last movie cameo, it's gonna be really fucking... Like, I don't want it to be, but if it is, it's gonna be really fucking funny. Like, your last film cameo as, like, the Marvel... Marvel guy. I don't want to... Like, I am too admired in old comic history to yeah. credit him solely with it. But you know what I fucking mean. Yeah. The, the guy who's in all the Marvel movies as the cameo... If this is his last one, Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a way to go out, Stan. Um, I hope it's not. Holy fuck. <laughs> I feel like he, he must have filmed his cameo for Infinity War 2. Venom makes Infinity War look like shit. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, that's the other thing is the second, and it's an actually an interesting point I kind of want to bring up because you're right. This, this is like back during phase one of Marvel movies. They did have relatively small casts up until, like, the first Avenger where you had all of the Howling Commandos. Um, so that sort of necessitated a little more in terms of, like, cast packing. But, mm-hmm. like, the first Iron Man, the the main characters are, like, Tony, Pepper, Rhodey, Obadiah, that's Jarvis, technically. Like, that's, and, and, and sort of kind of the reporter lady. Like, that's it. Like, that's, that's about as many people as were in Venom. So with that in mind, Venom is kind of a return to that almost refreshing level of, like, minimalism in a pseudo-superhero film, a pseudo-hero? I'm going with pseudo-hero film. Very nice. Um, I'm changing, I'm changing, changing the language. Um, But in this kind of film, like, we've gotten really used to bloated fucking casts. Like, Civil War was a fucking nightmare. Like, there were a thousand people in a Denny's parking lot, and then Infinity War, there was, like, I don't fucking know. Half the universe was there, and then they weren't, or some shit. Like, it was... No, I think that is the plot of Infinity War. Yeah, exactly. But they they have gotten so dense and messy, and there's been 18 goddamn thousand people wandering in and out of frame. And this movie is messy. But, like, here's the thing. It actually does have a message, but it's actually not beating you over the head with it. Like... The problem with the MCU is that it really wants us to think about how deep it is. It really wants everyone to have a motive. It really wants to be like, oh, it makes you think, doesn't it? Because, yeah, superhero comics are indicative of a larger narrative. However, it's so bloated. It's so so watered down. It's so full of itself that it loses any. And, like, is Venom really the greatest fucking property to get your message across no but it's also a more enjoyable movie and i think that kind of makes the messaging a little more worthwhile oh yeah 
And also because it's communicated in like simple gestures. Like, you know what? No, you can't throw fucking Peter Thiel's blood fucking startup fund whatever into a fucking toilet. But like you can give a homeless lady 20 bucks. You can treat her like she's a person. You can raise yeah. the alarm when people are being treated like shit in your community. You can give a shit about other people. And like maybe then, as weird yeah. as it is, the moral of venom is kind of give a shit about other people. Like even when it goes against everything you thought you believed in, give a shit about other people because venom was like i don't care about people then he meets tom hardy and he's like i have to send him to college i have to take care of him oh my I'm god i'm gonna love, love him it. tenderly every night and by tenderly yeah. i mean fucking buck naked raw but i am going to shove all of myself down his throat is what he meant but that's like the true point and that is, does happen it's, but, it's, uh, yeah that's, <laughs> that literally happens so like whatever but like you know that's 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 simple in a way like every every comic moral is so goddamn ham-fisted this is not a subtle medium and it, that's okay it i don't think it can be but like the mcu has just gotten so bloated and sloppy and trying to be like dramatic and prestige film if like i don't fucking venom know. deserves every academy award because it is the worst movie i've ever seen and thus that makes it the best oh yeah but, like, in a way where it's, like, I actually was still seeing it and watching it, not yeah. going up. Like, I don't really sit through I never like rolled my movie. eyes at Venom. I laughed yeah. my ass off. I had a rip-roaring good time. Oh, yeah. I was never bored. Like, you're I right. Was never Every like, oh. moment I watched Venom, I was enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Not always, because I was, like, not in the same way I might enjoy, like, what's a, what's a good film? Uh, like, not the same way I would enjoy something spirited away or whatever, but, yes. like, not, like, I enjoyed it. There's room for a lot of different kinds of ways of enjoying, especially film, because it's such a broad medium. Um, but no, I did, like, I watching this film, and, and because it was so short, I didn't feel like I was wasting my yes. time watching something stupid. I didn't have to watch Venom go fucking get another fucking, I didn't have to watch Venom assemble all the Venoms. <laughs> for the venom yeah. for the That's venom the league all of those venoms were on earth and then we had to like go to where they were and like pick them up and like they talked about their backstory on the way to finding the no. next venom venom and when then... when venom tells us his weakness it's literally just i can't i hate fire and i need to be away from this very specific sound frequency and tom hardy is like okay and that, yeah remember the scene where they're fighting on the uh air carrier and tom hardy and riz Ahmed are both fighting in a pile of tentacles because that was awesome that was definitely, I was like, oh my, oh, is this happening? Okay. Academy this is, this Award is, worthy. This is a new, this is a new form of mud wrestling I could really get behind. Um, I, will really put, I will put $1,000 of my own money into it to see it prosper. <laughs> I'm going to make sure tentacle wrestling flourishes on the Kickstarter. Jesus. Um, holy Hannah. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Hey, can like, I ask I, you something? Yeah. Who's Hannah? Oh, it's just it's just a way of saying something without. I swear so fucking much that like sometimes I mean case in point <laughs> yeah. that sometimes I just say non swear versions of things because I have gotten bored of saying holy shit or holy hell or whatever. So I just I say oh goodness gracious instead of like oh fucking Christ because you just get bored of saying the f word after a certain. Voice. I truly feel that Venom the movie is just from Monster Factory when they're yelling come fuck this. <laughs> 
it's that part where they're because I was just watching that video. It's that part where they made and they're like, my whole world is pain. Is anyone still horny? Like that's venom. That's definitely venom. Oh my god, um, venom is. I fucked my way into this mess and I'll fuck my way out. Yeah, no, because that's like Tom Hardy starts this off like being like, I have a really like also the fact that he is like implies that he wants Michelle Williams to wear a motorcycle helmet when he fucks her is so like, okay. I think I was paying attention to my popcorn too much because the part that you talked about, I missed completely. It was, it's like, and I'm glad. And I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's probably the best. He says something about like, wear your helmet because like, you're going to need it later tonight in like a way that implies that he's going to fuck her. And I'm just like, proper protection. You know what? what? They told Eddie Brock to always use protection, and he just did not know what that meant. He just wears a condom all the time, just in case. <laughs> um, he just... <laughs> I just... <laughs> I... He just wears a condom. But the best part was he wears a condom the whole time. And then Venom thinks this is completely normal. Oh, yeah, so when they like, go yeah, to have sex... When they go to have sex with other people who have penises... Venom is like, why aren't you wearing a condom? And they're like, why would I be wearing a condom? We're not having sex. And Venom is like, what? What, what are you talking about, you Your idiot? Your dick's gonna get cold. <laughs> you what? fucking moron. You coward. <laughs> you fucking losers. Um, I just Venom yeah. 2 looks fucking great. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm <laughs> throw up. I just kind of love that because it's sort of like you could argue that he was already like this was not someone he never has a moment where he's upset about the horny mess his life has become he just accepts that he's got like this weird tentacle goo monster like in his fucking everything and I'm just like okay so you clearly were hoping this would happen to you You I'm literally I'm just the fact that Riz Ahmed is watching this happen and he is alight with jealousy Oh yeah, and he's like that is both that uh, symbiote is both my son and my exact fetish, but those are two separate categories. I just want to clarify. Oh yeah, like it's just fucking excellent. Oh Uh, god, I would watch. I mean, I guess I'm probably I will I would see that movie again. I'd watch it because it's short, because it's short and it's enjoyable. Yeah, and it's the best movie ever made. Yeah, it's definitely. And also in regards to it being Pride and Prejudice, um, Riz Ahmed's character is Mr. Wickham. Um, yes, I, I have said that Venom is the new love story of our generation and that yeah. Pride and Prejudice needs to move the fuck over. And I stand by that. That's when are I we going to get, when are we going to get the, we could literally do the Eddie Brock diaries. It works. He's a video journalist. Oh God. Um, but that means Eddie Brock is Mr. Darcy is the problem. I if thought Venom, Venom was Darcy. No. Um, because it's, especially because of Riz Ahmed being like weirdly horny um for eddie brock i'm like no it makes more sense i think for um fucking excuse me for for venom to be oh shit oh my god no i was just fucking thinking about oh my this. god venom is lizzie yeah this is um, exactly what jane austen has intended the whole time yeah oh yeah J- jane um, austen's ghost is now pushing tim buckley down oh yeah oh yeah definitely definitely climbing it spirits guiding me to be like hey what the fuck um imagine having to go back in time and explain tentacle porn to jane austen uh, that's a, that's a fun asthma for you. Fucking ASMR thing. Jesus Christ. Um, mm-hmm. there was a, there wasn't a point to this. I'm not even going to pretend like there was a point to any of this. Fucking Christ, Venom. Um, but yeah, no, this is like, when it starts, it, it, it tells a love story almost on accident, 
due to editing. Like, I almost feel like it would be easier to ignore the weird horny stuff if this movie was longer and had more gore and violence and shit in it because, like, they would have had more time to do that and then you wouldn't have had a film that does feel like we're just sort of keeping time until we can get back to the, the mouth-fucking with tentacle shit. Like, it's wild. It is definitely an experience. Like, this isn't one of those films where I'm like, you should watch this because I think it will elevate the human condition or make you feel like a better person. But, like, it's enjoyable as hell. Um, Tom Hardy is very good. It, I almost, it, it's very, like, fucking Tex Avery at parts when he's dealing with Venom, especially very early. Mm-hmm. A lot of wild takes and, like, hard fucking, like, it's it, 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 it's very manic, um, which is enjoyable. He's very good at physical comedy. Um, and it's an enjoyable way to spend 90 minutes. I mean, it's, what were your, aside from what we talked about, what were any, any, any thoughts you think we're My think thoughts, we're I, I think we're wrapping up because we've done this for like an hour. Yeah. So and I think. I, I don't want to hit a point where we talk about this movie for longer than the movie. Oh my God. That would be too perfect. Okay. I think this movie is incredible. I would do anything for it. And I cannot wait for Venom 2 where they get married. Oh yeah. No, it's going to be great. Love it. Can't wait for Venom 2, where they somehow managed to get, like, fucking EGOT masterpiece Rita Moreno. Oh, please don't, please don't, I mean, like, here's the thing, is, like, I was gonna say Sir Anthony Hopkins, but he was Odin. I mean, a lot of actors do well, stupid I also, stuff. Like, this is something I do, brief aside, I love when B-movies do this. Like, Repo has fucking Sarah Brightman and Anthony Stewart head next to Paris Hilton, and we're just like alright, like, whatever, Paris Hilton basically paid for this film, so, like, who gives a shit? I love when weird B-movies have really good actors, like, in, like, secret hiding spots yep. where you're just, it's a great time. It's so a, I um, love, I love four-time Academy <laughs> Michelle Williams, Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, the one thing, she literally, and I don't mean, the, like, it's the sort of thing where she felt like how sometimes, you know, how in, like, like, yaoi fan fiction for want of a better way to fucking yeah i was a little she felt like the way that non like she wasn't actually like misogynistically shoved to the side in a way that i mean like a little bit but like not like if no one was ever like she's a stupid bitch and she's getting in the way of eddie and venom like that didn't happen i swear to god if i see any of that online i'm gonna i'm gonna reach through my computer i'm gonna punch your lights out oh yeah like because this movie is bullshit anyway so how dare you venom is it's just venom you know fuck it yeah it's It's not like as much as i did talk about queerness and monsters i like other than that there's you can't really evaluate this film seriously on a critical level because it's not a serious film worthy of that level of criticism like if you if you try to do that you're gonna be like oh this movie sucks and that's because you're like a soul-sucking monster who doesn't fucking enjoy anything venom is my mama mia yeah basically (laughs) really good way to put it actually yeah thank you all right i think it's a good point to close out on all right. Um, can't wait for Venom two. Can't wait for Carnage and Venom to fuck. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and I think we combined the Veep universe, the Venom universe, the, the newsroom room. universe, and what was the last one? Oh my god. Um, did we come up with another one? We did, but I I don't care enough. It's Venom. All right. Uh, go see yeah. Venom I another ten times. Go note, see Venom another ten times so I get a so I get a sequel. We'll see you in a week for Legends in Review. Uh, ready for horse opinions. Oh no, please don't do that. I also. Bye! <laughs> Bye! Bye, I love you! <laughs>